Hey guys, welcome back to Paddy's Playbook. Today, our co-host Sammy J will not be here. We're going to deeply miss her. She'll be back next week. We've got another huge episode, round three of the NRL, done and dusted. If you're in our footy tipping comp, keep picking those winners, keep chasing that cash. Let's go. We love it. Once again, we really do appreciate your support. All our content is available on Instagram, at Paddy's Playbook. Check it out. We love it. We appreciate your support, and we couldn't do it without you. Enjoy this episode, guys. Let's go. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Paddy's Playbook. Round three of the NRL, done and dusted. Another great round of footy. Big hits. Amazing tries. Try savers. Don't even worry about the try savers, actually. Game savers. Two immense game-saving tackles and efforts. But the main news of this round, the headliner, is the injuries. Does the NRL need an 18th man? It was carnage out there. It is carnage out there. I guess one of the main questions is the 18th man. You look at this week, this weekend gone by. Ryan Pappenhusen, neck injury, can't field for the Melbourne Storm on Thursday night. Nathan Cleary, concussion. Ryan Madison, Concussed from last week still. Dylan Edwards, Thursday night, suffers a broken hand. Tom Eisenhut from the Storm, broken ribs. Luke Keary, the main headline. ACL injury, out for the season. Heartbreaking. His halves pairing. Lachlan Lamb, MCL. Lindsay Collins goes off for a HIA. I believe he rolled his ankle as well. Victor Radley, out with the shoulder. Was meant to return last week. Will be back this week, I believe. Jack Gogeski, leg injury. Michael Morgan, he's got an extremely sore shoulder and I believe he may be considering medically retiring. He can't put another jersey on. He's just, it's heartbreaking. This game is carnage. This game is carnage. Rugby league is so tough. Bradman Best, out with an elbow injury. Wasn't able to take his position on Sunday. Hudson Young, knee injury. Joseph Tarpany, five minutes into the game this Saturday, does his ankle. Ryan James, Sebastian Krish, both HIA. They both get knocked out and are lying on top of each other. It is just carnage out there. Jared Croker, dislocated finger. Curtis Scott has to play the full second half, the last 40 minutes of his game with a broken rib. Peter Hiku, MCL. Jeremy Marshall-King, broken foot. Sione Katoa, MCL. Saturday night's game between the Eels and the Sharks. Mitchell Moses, Wade Graham, Britton Nakora, Will Kennedy, Mike Acevo, all HIAs taken from the field. I honestly think the game's gotten too quick. The speed of the game, I love it. Every rugby league fan knows it. We love it. This is the best quality football we've seen ever. It is quick, exciting, engaging, high-scoring, great attacking football, but the players are absolutely copying a beating out there. The players are copying a beating. They are the product of this game. Without the players, we don't have a product. We don't have it. And the higher quality players that continue to get injured week in, week out, the more injuries, the lower the quality games will be and the product of rugby league, NRL, will be lower. So it's it's a tough one. Like to, to, to the 18th man question, I don't think we need an 18th man. The rules are there that you've got your four on the bench. You've got to get through a game fit. That's what everyone's facing, the same task. You've got to be unlucky if you miss. You lose all four of your bench players or four players that get injured and can't return to the match. But if you bring in the 18th man, it's going to open a whole new can of worms, in my opinion. You're going to have rules that coaches will be able to bend and manipulate to try and get a tactical advantage. 
it's always going to just create more issues than new rules and structures that get brought into the game. So I don't know where you go. I don't know where you go. And it's not like you can slow the game down just like that because we've taken this huge step from 2019 into last year, 2020. 2020 was awesome last year. Then we take another jump into 21 this year and it's gone quicker. And I honestly think the team that wins the comp at the end of the year, it is survival of the fittest out there. Right now, it is survival of the fittest. The team that can get to the regular season, the most unscathed, will have the have the best chance at winning the comp, winning the premiership. It's as simple as that. So, battle of the fittest for 2021. All right. So, round three. Let's dive into a nice little recap. So, Thursday night, Panthers defeated the Storm 12-10. to 10. So, this was, in my opinion, game of the round. It had that preliminary finals feel about it. Tough, gritty match. Both teams were back and forth at each other. Both teams were missing stars, but it was still a great contest. It had it all. Big hits, an amazing game winner. Kirk Hatewell scores with two minutes to go. Panthers are in front. Storm do a short kickoff. Get the ball back. They run down the clock. Siren goes. Pass it across field. Back to the left. Justin Olam goes in the in goal. Kick out runs across. Hand on the ball. Holds it up. Panthers win. Absolutely fucking incredible. It was just the perfect way to start round three. I thought Cameron Munster was fantastic for the Storm. Guided the Storm around for 78 minutes and was just unlucky the last few minutes there. For the Panthers, the likes of To'o, Isaiah Yo, Mitch Kenny, and I thought Burton was incredible on in his debut. Some of those kicks, those big torpies were just crazy. They were crazy. They were flying. So he had an awesome kicking game, and I can't wait to see both teams match up fully fit at the end of the year because there's no doubt both of these sides will be fighting for the premiership at the end of the season. Friday night, Dragons defeat the Seagulls 38-12. Dragons just came out of the gates hard. They came out hard. They were leading 18-0 after 30 minutes. And all I can say for Manly is they are in all sorts. Their defense is really worrying. They can't hold the fucking ball as well. They keep dropping that ball. They don't respect it. They only completed 66% during this match. You won't win many, if any, NRL games doing that. That's just shooting yourself in the foot, so I don't even know if Turbo helps his team. Defensively, he's not going to stop 38 Dragons points on his own. Obviously, an attack, he's going to be able to help attack that middle third corridor of the field, the inside balls around the ruck, and his shape out wide in the back line will be crazy. It'll be great. They, they need him. They miss him, no doubt about that, but the manly defense is, is, is worries, so I thought the Dragons' spine with McCulloch in the middle, their hooker has gotten a lot better. He's helped just their game style and the combinations. He's been great. Doesn't miss a tackle in the middle. And I said it last week, Paul Vaughan is playing better this year. He's playing a lot better. Back to that origin form. I think the Dragons outside backs, Dufty, Lomax, Bird, they've all been solid. And we're sitting here after three rounds and the Dragons are two of three. They've won two of their games. It's a nice start to the Dragons. It's as simple as that. They were one of the favourites for the Wooden Spoon and they've started the year well, so... You can only play what's in front of you, and the Dragons are going well. The Sydney matchup. The Rabbitohs, 26, defeat the Roosters, 16. What did I say about the South Sydney Rabbitohs last week? What did I say? They're the real deal. They flogged the Roosters. They flogged them. I tipped them, and they got the job done. The score does not resemble how dominant they were. The Bunnies' outside defence was immense in the first 30 minutes. It won them the game. They were just up in the Roosters' face, smashed them, very physical. It was great to watch. And the likes of Latrell and Cody Walker play off the back of that. They were fantastic. Adam Reynolds had the ball on a string. But the main news for the Roosters 
Luke Keary, their star, their number seven, ACL injury, out for the rest of the season. Heartbreaking to be a Chookies fan. Thought in this game, Tedesco, he tried hard, his usual self, he was awesome. But it was just such a tough, brutal game. There were so many injuries. Lachlan Lamb goes down, as I stated before. Lindsay Collins, it was just blood everywhere on the field. It was tough. So, unfortunately, Roosters fans, I need to say, you guys will not be competing for the Premiership this year, 2021. You will be unable to win the Premiership without Luke Keir. It's as simple as that. This year will be Battle of the Fittest, and Roosters won't be there. They're not going to be able to win a Championship a premiership without Luke Curie, in my opinion. So they're going to compete week in, week out. They have a great culture. Trent Robertson's an awesome coach. He's going to have his side revved up every week. They'll be in the top eight, I believe. They'll play finals footy, no doubt. But, yep, I can't see them winning winning a premiership. So we move on to Saturday. The Warriors 34 defeat the Raiders 31. This match was so fun and entertaining. Probably my favorite game to watch. So after roughly 15 minutes, the Raiders only had one player on the bench. It was ridiculous. Joseph Tarpany goes down for injury to his ankle, and then Ryan James and Sebastian Cruz knock each other out with a head clash, and they're both lying on top of each other, passed out, knocked out. It was just ridiculous. Sad. Raiders centre Curtis Scott also had to play the rest of the game, the second 40, with a broken rib. And in my opinion, the Raiders were so gutsy. They gave it their all, but second half, the last 20 minutes, they just ran out of gas. They ran out of gas and couldn't, couldn't match the Warriors. They were coming to get them. They played smart football, and they got the job done, so... There was a terrible forward pass in this game that led to a try for the Warriors, which the NRLs came out and stated they got it wrong. But for me, Roger Tuovasashek was fucking fantastic. Led from the front, pulled off an amazing try saver in the last minute to win the game for the Warriors. He just is immense. Plays with his heart on his sleeve. He's awesome. So Warriors, too strong in that one. Came home like a wet sail. Broncos, 24, defeat the Bulldogs, 0. So... The quality of this game was quite low. It was tough to watch. There wasn't a try until the 60th minute. So in the first half, both teams kept dropping the ball and the tuck was extremely clunky. But the Broncos finally broke through. Sarko straight through the line, hot knife through butter. Goosey, left, right, bang, try time. And the Broncos just went on with it from there. They got the monkey off their back. Head coach Kevin Walters wins his first match as the new head coach. So good on him. But I was impressed with the Broncos' young centre, Herbie Farmworth. This bloke is a stud. He was immense. He was so dangerous for the ball. Had three line breaks, one try assist, five tackle busts, and 18 runs for 270 metres. 18 runs for 270 metres. He was just so immense with the ball and dangerous, just from his own end making huge runs, run after run. But the, the main concern for the doggies here. Their attack, it is clunky, and something needs to change. I don't even know if Matt Burton going to the club next year will improve or get them out of this issue. I said it the last few weeks, they need to build their combinations and give it a few more weeks, but I don't know where you go with this because that was very tough to watch. There's no doubt they compete for the 80, but that was their attack. You need to put points on, and there's issues there. There's issues there. So, yeah, Broncos too good in that one. Alright, the last game of Saturday, Eels 28 defeat the Sharks 4. So this match started very, very high quality football. Great game of footy, it was tough. I believe for the first 20 or 25 minutes, either team made an error. It was just back and forth, really exciting. But once again, it was ravaged with injuries this game. The Sharks were left with no troops on the bench for the second half, while the Eels were without star halfback Mitchell Moses. So, yeah, Cronulla, they were so fucking tough and courageous in the second half for me. 
69th minute, Paris score, and the floodgates open. They stuck with them, they stuck with them, the Sharks, and then that one try broke the camel's back, and they scored three tries in eight minutes. So, yeah, the Eels just played good football, wore them down, and was smart. They got the, got the job done in the end. So, thought Clint Gutherson was fantastic for the Eels, like usual. Ran for over 280 metres and always leads from the front. Provides so much energy for this parasite. So, he was great. He was great. So, Eels get the win they need, and you're expected to win these matches if you want to be a top side. So, they've, they've done that. Sunday. Tigers 24 defeat the Knights 18. This was a big day up at the Hunter. Mitchell Pierce's 300th NRL game. The Tigers started really well. They were the better team for most of the match, in my opinion. But in glimpses, they let the Knights back into the contest a few times. But the Knights, they shot themselves in the foot, in my opinion. They only completed at 67%. And you, you don't deserve to win football games when you treat the footy like that. It's as simple as that. Thought Connor Watson for the Knights added some nice energy in the middle, a bit of spark. He plays that 13, roving role, really exciting and electric player. But the Knights need to win these games if they want to be a real premiership threat. You're at home, big crowd, and you've just expected to win, expected to win these games. So Tigers, I said it last week, their fullback, Dane Laurie, is a star in the making. I know I say it every week, but he looks special, loves getting involved, loves getting his hand on the footy. And he's electric at the back. He's really good. Just takes the tough carries. And he's always looking just to put his hand up and help the team out. So Tigers get their first win of the season. Monkey off their back. And they've got something to work on. Improving, you know, improve off for round four. So good on them. The last game of the round. Just demolition up there in North Queensland. Titans 44 defeat the Cowboys 8. So I think the North Queensland Cowboys could be on their way to the 2021 Wooden Spoon. I can't see many positive signs here. Looks like it's going to be a long year for them. Todd Payton has walked into a real shit show. Absolute shit fight. So, especially when you hear the news before the game, Michael Morgan, their star, Queensland player, played for Australia, potentially medically retiring. Things just can't get worse than that. They just, Tamalolo missing, and then this. Things just continue worse and worse. So, in this game, Titans just cruise through them. It's as simple as that. Just cruise through them. I said the same thing last week. I mentioned David Fafita. I want to try and keep this podcast, mix it up, keep variety in it, but he is such a destructive player with the ball. Just one try, one try assist, four offloads, 11 tackle breaks. Every time he touches the ball, he looks dangerous. He gets his mittens on that ball. He is dangerous. So I thought Tyron Peachy for the Titans, a great game, best game I've seen him play in years. And little Alex Brimson at the back was awesome. Nice little kick through, grubber through, collects it, scores a try. He was great. So the scary thing is for the Cowboys, the Titans only completed at 68% and flogged them. 68%, so it's really worrying signs. And for the Titans, yeah, once again, they're they're the best team in Queensland. They're officially the best team in Queensland, and they look like a good football side. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up against some of the, the competition heavyweights. I can't wait to see that. So breaking news around the league in Queensland, in Brisbane, there's been COVID cases, little COVID cluster, and the Broncos have been forced to evacuate out of out of Brisbane, I believe. So they're playing the Storm this week, and the Victorian government has not let let the team in, and the game might possibly be played at Stadium Australia in Homebush. So keep your eyes peeled on that. And just coming in now as I speak, all NRL clubs move to Stage 2 COVID protocol. So players must now wear masks in all indoor public venues and are banned from using public transport 
yeah, so the NRL is just putting their, their foot down now. They don't want this season to be disrupted. I like what they're doing, keep the football flowing, keep the players safe, and hopefully nothing more comes of this and we can keep keep seeing some amazing footy. So I'm going to go to my player of the round for this week. And there's no doubt, Roger Tuovasashek, RTS, the Warriors, fullback, superstar, captain, incredible. One try, two line breaks, six offloads, 10 tackle breaks, and 25 runs for over 250 metres. Don't forget the try saver. Actually, don't worry about the try saver. The game saver. The game's on the line. Canberra have the ball with less than 30 seconds to go. Big cutout pass over the top. Rapana for the sideline, for the corner. And two of us, comes roaring across, saves a try. It was just incredible. He leads from the front every week, hard on his sleeve. He's so tough, and I just, he's, he's immense. And every rugby league fan will admit we're going to miss him greatly. Miss him so much. So, RTS, absolute superstar and my player of the week. All right, now to end the podcast, our tips for round four. So, Thursday night, Manly Seagulls host the Panthers. I'm obviously going to tip Penrith biased, but I think they're going to get the job done. Manly are in all sorts. But it wouldn't surprise me if they turn up for this and they're revved up and they make it a match. They make it a match. Penrith will be without Appy Coruscant and Dylan Edwards. So, Manly just have to put the foot on the gas early and they might get a lead in confidence. You never know, but I think Penrith will be too strong. Our first game on Friday, 4 p.m. Good Friday. The Bulldogs host the Rabbitohs. I think the Rabbitohs are going to just be too strong. I think that left side attack is going to be on fire. Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, the way they just dig into that line, straighten the lineup, straighten the defense up, and just out the back, out the back. It is, yeah, it's the best attack in, best attack in the league. No doubt about that when they're on the bunny. So I think they're going to be too, too good and could put on a cricket score here against the Doggies. The second game on Friday, Storm hosts the Broncos. And this will be another game. It's They're a bit one-sided, these early games in the round, but I think the Storm are going to come out fucking hard. Broncos, they're coming off a win, but the Storm, I can't remember the last time they've lost three in a row. This Bellamy will have this team humming. They will come out guns blazing. I expect a huge performance from that side, Melbourne. So they'll be too, too good in my opinion. Saturday, Cronulla Sharks host the Cowboys. I've just stated my thoughts on the Cowboys, and they're in all sorts. Tom Lolo won't be back yet. Michael Morgan, it's it's all sorts. The Cowboys' defense is shocking, and I think the Sharks will be too too good at home, too strong. Might be a bit of a, a grudge match and a grind out, but the Sharks should prevail in the end, in my opinion. Now, this next game is game of the round, no doubt about it. The Titans host the Canberra Raiders on Saturday night. And I said before, the Titans, it'll be interesting to see how they go against a powerhouse and a, a contender, a top dog. And this is your matchup. This is your matchup. Easter weekend, you want to be revved up for this one, Titans. I'm tipping the Raiders, but I would not be surprised if the Titans come out hard and make this a match. They're no doubt they're a good quality football side, and I expect them to match it toe-to-toe with the Raiders. So I'll tip the Raiders just purely based on performance last week. Ricky Stewart will say, look look what you've done last week. You can go one step better with a full full 17, a healthy squad, and they're going to be firing. So this is going to be a great match. All right, we move on to Sunday. The Knights host the Dragons, and this, in my opinion, will be another one-sided match. Dragons have been fighting well, playing well. 
no doubt about that, but they're left without Ben Hunt after a fracture to his leg, so he's going to miss some time. And I believe with that injury as well, he was playing some games at the end of last year with a fractured leg. So that just shows how fucking tough he is and gritty he is. Extremely tough, Ben Hunt. But I think the Knights at home, disappointing last week in PC's 300, they're going to bounce back, and I expect them to make a statement. There's no doubt they're going to want to, at home, get it done. So I think the Knights comfortably in that one. Now, the Roosters host the Warriors. This is a great match. Roosters were without Jake Friend, Boyd Cordner, who we've discussed, Luke Curie, ACL, heartbreaking, Lachlan Lamb, his half-pairing, MCL, Lindsay Collins might not be available, going up against a red-hot Warriors side that, not that they got lucky last week, but they, they just give it their all. They fight. They look like a tough, disciplined football side, the Warriors. So I'm tipping the Roosters, but I'm not confident. Not confident one bit. I think the Warriors can match them for 80, and this is a winnable match for them. I believe the Roosters' young gun Sam Walker might be making his debut, and we might see Joseph Suwali in the near future with the injuries that they've copped. So I'll tip Roosters, but I'm not confident. And our last game on Monday to round out your Easter weekend of football is the Tigers at home to the Eels. So over the past years, the Tigers and Eels on, on Monday, Easter, they've been ripping in. It's been some good matches. So I've tipped Eels. I'm not that confident in regards to, I think the Tigers are a type of team. They've won last week. They, they get a win on the board, and they're a confident team. All they need is a win, and they can start rolling. They can, they can match it with anyone. So not that I think the Tigers will win, but I think this will be a cracking game. I think that the Eels should prevail in the end just, but this will be a really fun, exciting, high-scoring game, I think. So the Eels, Eels to get the chocolates there. So hope you enjoyed that one, guys. This weekend, Easter, enjoy your weekend away. Just enjoy the footy. Appreciate your support. Let's go.